Genesis chapter 26, verses 12 through 19, as we've read in your hearing, from the theme, Sowing for Increase in 2023. Sowing for Increase in 2023. Let us pray. Our Father, we come this morning, our Elohim, to give you praise and glory for another day. We ask now your guidance, your wisdom, your knowledge, that you would bring forth your word to manifest your glory, your power, and your blessings in the lives of your people that's sitting under the sound of my voice. We pray now that you would just inspire our hearts, encourage, uplift us to go forth knowing that it is your will that we be successful in 2023. It is your will that we prosper and be in good health. We pray now that you'd come forth and teach through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit this engrafted word. We bless you and praise you. We ask that now by faith in Yeshua's mighty and precious name we pray. And all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. We find the word of God tells us this morning in these verses about Isaac. When Isaac was going forward and doing those things that bring glory and praise unto God. And he had met the king Amalek. And in the process of meeting this king, God blessed him. There was a famine in the land and nobody was moving forward or prospering. Things have gotten to the place of drought and they were liking food. But Isaac was moving forward. He was being blessed and he was prospering as God wanted him to prosper. Look at verse number 12. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received the same year a hundredfold. He sowed in the land, planted in the land, not his own land that he was promised, but the land where he was visiting. He sowed in that land in the same year God blessed him. And gave him prosperity and abundance. And what is my message from that today? My message is when we sow into the kingdom of God, there are rich blessings that God will pour into our lives. The word of God tells us and shares with us, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And it is his will that we are givers in order to receive the benefits that God has for us. When we give into the kingdom of God and to the work of God, God pours back into our lives. We can't afford not to give because that is where all of the resources for our blessings come from. Notice he said he sold first and then God blessed the work of his hand. Not only did he bless it, he blessed it in the same year in which he sowed. Look at verse 12 again. Then Isaac sowed in the land and received the same year, 100 fold, 100 times what he sold, God gave him back. Not only did he give it back to him, it says, and God blessed him. Now he gave him 100 fold and continued to bless Isaac as Isaac continued to give into the work, into the kingdom of God. And the man waxed great. Isaac became great because of his giving into the kingdom of God. Sometimes you bless God's house and God will give it back to you sometimes even before you pour the blessing out. Even before it is received, God has already restored it back into your hands. The Bible tells us and shares with us these words he goes forth and says in verse 13, and he waxed great and went forward and grew and became very great. 
for he had possessions of flock, possessions of herd, and great store servants, and the Philistines envied him. That's one thing about God's prospering you. Somebody is always going to be mad about it. They don't know why you're blessed. They don't know why God's doing things in your life. They don't know why things is working out for you. But you have what? Given into the kingdom of God. You've sowed and now the time will come for you to reap. Sometimes you said, I'm giving and giving and giving and I'm seeing no results. Just keep giving. Just keep sowing. Keep doing it out of a humble spirit. Keep doing it out of a spirit of humility. And God will begin to pour back into your life even a hundredfold of that which you have given according unto the word of God. He wants you to walk blessed and prosperous in 2023. He don't want you running around stumbling, wondering how you're going to do this or how you're going to do that. If you are a giver in this church, you don't have that problem. Because God always make a way for you every single month. Whatever you need, God always provided because you want sold back into the kingdom. And when you give, he said, give one-tenth. If God can do with a dime more than we can do with 90 cents, what do you think about it? Would you rather give him the dime or take the whole dollar? So if you give him one dime, he can do more with a dime than you can do with 90 cents. Just think about that. How much do we really throw away every month? How much do we really waste every month? And God is saying, Give me one dime out of every single dollar. That's what keeps the ministry growing. When a church gives, the church is prosperous. We don't worry about how we're going to pay the bills. We don't worry about when we need to have things done. Because God always what? He provides. And he always makes a way for us. We don't have to go to the bank and say there's $20 in the account and we wonder how we're going to do what we need to do. Because God has what? He has prospered this church. He's given us a surplus that we have the money to do the things that we need to do. Let's look at this verse. It said that Isaac was not only blessed, but God continued to prosper him. He had flocks. He had possessions of herds. He had great store of servants. Not only did the man have what he needed, God gave him abundance. That's what God wants for you and I. He wants us to have abundance. He don't want us running around how we going to, I need $20 to buy gas. Why? Didn't you give? You should have $40, 50 60 70 $80 to buy gas. You should have more than enough. Sometimes God says, give this to the church. Do you give it? Or do you say, Lord, I need that for so-and-so. I need that for so Whenever you give to God, it comes right back to you. Sometimes it's your health. Sometimes it's a monetary blessing. Sometimes it's a spiritual blessing of wisdom and insight. Sometimes God pours into your heart things that you never thought about. Those are blessings. That's the abundance that God is giving back into your lives. He says, give and I will give unto you. What makes us successful? Our success is having the inner peace of God, the abundance of love, the abundance of happiness, the abundance of giving life, the abundance of living a life of integrity. Those are blessings that come from God that helps us to be successful in the things of God and in the things that we do. For the body of Christ and the believer, spiritual growth is deepening your spiritual relationship in Christ our Lord and Savior as we trust him. So we give. Let your faith let your trust, let your love for Christ be known through what? Your giving. You say, I love God, but every Sunday you, let me see if I can find a dollar out of all these 20s. If I can find a $5 bill. Lord, I ain't got that much, but I, I can spare a little bit. God is saying, give of your abundance. Be 
happy to give to God. You should rejoice. That's why I don't let you sing during an offering. Because that's a part of worship. You worship God with your offering. You come and you bring your offering before God. And you say, Father, I praise you. I thank you that I'm able to sow back into the kingdom of that which you have blessed me with. That's worship whenever you give. People try to sing, people try to sing the time away. Oh, Joe, hurry up, I'm telling you. We have to do this every Sunday. Look at your name and say, yes. It's a part of worship. <laughs> See, God wants you to be blessed, but he wants you to know how to receive the blessing. Isaac received the blessing because he sold first. Melchizedek was the king of Salem. And when Abraham came to Melchizedek, Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High God. And when Abraham came to him, the Bible said in this same book, he said that he gave him one-tenth of everything he had. Abraham did. And when Abraham gave the tenth to Melchizedek, the high priest, Melchizedek gave him the bread and the wine, which is symbolic of our holy communion. That was the first institution of communion, was when Melchizedek gave it to Abraham, and he blessed him, and Abraham became more prosperous than anybody of his day. Nobody was more prosperous of, of, of where he was at the time until Solomon came along, and God made him the richest man that ever lived. And the church running around in poverty, God don't want us to be wealthy. God don't want us to have anything. He just wants us to have enough. Now, God wants you to have abundance. When somebody comes to your door and asks for a cup of sugar, give them a whole bag. When they come to borrow two eggs, give them a whole dozen. See, God wants you to be prosperous. He said, I want you to be above. You are the head, not the tail. You're to be above, not beneath. You're to have, not to be the one in need of having. See, God wants you blessed. In 2023, you should say, this year is a year of blessing for me. Say that. This year is a year of blessing for me. God wants you walking in prosperity. God wants you to, uh, to, to go forward in the things of God. Let's look at the rest of this. Isaac, didn't, Isaac just did what God told him to do, and he was blessed. And the Philistines got angry. Why? Because God favored Isaac because he sold. He gave up his abundance. And when he gave up his abundance, it made the Philistines angry. Because they're trying to figure out how is this man prospering? How is this man doing all of this stuff? And, and, and we are, don't have enough to meet the day's ends. We can't even reach in our pocket and help somebody that's in need on the street. We barely have anything in our coverage, but, but, but God is blessing yes. Isaac. God is giving Isaac blessings, and he's pouring abundance into his life. And Isaac was sowing, and the Philistines got so angry, all of the wells that Abraham had built before Isaac even came along, they took and put dirt in those wells to stop him from prospering. And guess what God did God didn't allow that to stop him. He continued to bless Isaac. He blessed Isaac so much that uh, the king came to Isaac and said, listen, you're much greater than we are. I need you to move. Can you imagine you are so wealthy that they tell you to get out of town? 
That's how much wealth Isaac had. He said, Isaac, Abimelech said, Isaac, you have so much. We need you to leave. Take your things and leave. Because he had so much. And he left and went to Gershom. And when he went to the new area, God blessed him even more. God not only allowed his servants to dig wells, but they messed around and dug a river, a well that was springing forth with abundance of water to do more than he had been doing before. That's how good God blessed that man. God said, I want you walking around with people wondering what the world going on with you. I want you to walk around with your head held high, knowing that all your bills are paid, knowing that everything is met. You ain't got to worry about nobody coming, turning out the lights, turning off the water, trying to repossess the car, trying to do this, trying to do the other, because you have given abundance. Why? Because you gave to God first. Remember, he sold first. You give to God first, God will take care of everything you need. Everything you want, you say, I don't have it. That's when you give. When you have the least is when you give the most. Lord, I don't even have enough money to buy gas, but I'm going to take this last 20 and sow it in faith. Somebody walk up to you and give you $100. You say, Lord, have mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your... See, God uses people to bless you, but if you're not willing to be a blessing, how can he bless you? You've got to be a giver. If you're not a giver, don't be stingy sitting up there pulling out them nickels and dimes. I had an uncle, he used to give us a quarter. He was a little stingy rascal. <laughs> He'd pull out a wad of money, and then he reached down in his chains and hand you a quarter. He'd go to the store and buy you something. <laughs> stingy rascal. you got people like that in the church. They're digging their pocket. God doesn't bless them all week. All month, they dig in their pocket and give God the spare change. And then when they get broke, they wonder why. you got to be a good steward of what God gives you, but you've got to remember God first. Don't let anybody ever tell you not to give to God because giving to God is what blesses you to be a blessing to other people. That's what opened the door so you can go and grab things and just... And, and be a blessing and give and give of the abundance of the things that you have. When you give into this church, you're blessing God, not me. You're blessing the kingdom. This is what the store, he said, bring all the meat into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me therewith in Malachi chapter 3. And I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive it. He said, just try it. He said, well, I gave my tithes one time, but nothing didn't happen. You ain't give enough. <laughs> give until it makes you happy. Give until you want to run down with your offering. Then you'll see the blessings of God flowing in your life. See, you, God loves a what? Cheerful giver. He loves people that he wants you to come happily. He don't want you to come with a little earnest. I don't know I'm going to pay the light, but I'm going to go ahead and pay my tithe. No, God don't want you doing that. Keep your money. He don't need it that bad. But he wants you to give so he can bless you. Not so you can run around grudgingly and angry saying, they're always begging for money down there at that church. Every time we come around, they need more money down there at that church. They're selling chickens down there now. Next week, they're selling fish. Down there at that church. Everything going on down there at that church. They're selling clothes. God don't want us doing that. He said, give. We ain't sold no chicken since I've been pastor. 
We ain't sold no, no, no fish sandwiches. We had church fellowships that invited you to just come on out and enjoy yourself and enjoy the fellowship with one another. That's the only cooking we've been doing around here. Because this congregation is a giving congregation. And people look at this size church and say, how in the world are those people making it? Because you sow in the kingdom of God. Give your hell self a hand praise. When you sow in the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry about meeting the obligations. Because God will see that they are met every single time. That's what God wants you to do. To give of your abundance. Let's look at the rest of this. I'm getting excited up here. Lord have mercy. Verse number 15, look at what he says in verse 15. For all the wells which his father's servant had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines stopped them up with dirt, with earth, and filled them with earth. Look at, and, and said, uh, Emily said unto Isaac, go from us. He told him to go move, you got to get out. Why? For you are much mightier than we. The man had so much, the king told him to get out of town. Ain't that something? Verse 17 says, And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gior and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after them. And Isaac's servant dug the valley and found there a well of springing water. The water just kept running. Not only did he dug a well, the water kept running out. It was so, so deep. He found a river down in the well. And the water kept coming up. And God had blessed them even more. And they got angry with him in that area. And since they couldn't stop him, guess what they did? They tried to claim it as their own possessions. They said the land and the water belong to us. That's how thief does. He said the land is ours. You don't deserve that. That's not your water. That's our water. That's Now God's blessing his man's servant. Do you know you can't stop God from blessing his servant? You can't stop God from blessing his people? When God finds favor in you and gives you his favor, nobody can stop what God's doing in your life. No matter how hard they try, they can't stop nothing. They may try to hinder it, they may try to slow it down, but they can't stop it because God will continue to pour his blessings into your life. They tried to stop him by taking the land. And God went right around that and continued to bless Isaac. Why? Because Isaac had his faith and trust in God. See, when you're going through and experiencing things, when the devil is on your trail, don't give up. See, the enemy want to frighten you. He want to make you think God has left. Something happens and it's just not according to what you're used to. But God uses sometimes the trials, sometimes circumstances and situations in your life to prepare you for the next move of God in your life. He's trying to get all of the keeps out of you so he can move you forward. Give you what he really has for you. But you want to stay there and stay in that mud and wall in the mud and complain and worry and cry. God said, move on. Don't let the devil stop you. Rebuke him and keep going anyhow. Yes, yes. The devil took my car. I got out the car and walked down to the church. I started walking. The lady said, I'll take you. <laughs> so I started walking. She said, I'll take you to church. See, God had an angel standing right there waiting on his servant to get me to the house of God. 
that the devil will try to stop you, but God said, not so, keep moving forward. See, that's what you need to do in 2020. Keep pressing. Paul said, I would press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Yeshua, our Lord. He said, keep going forward. Don't stop. Don't look back. Don't worry about it. Let the past be in the past. Keep moving ahead and God going to continue to pour his blessings into your life. Just do what God tells you to do. He will make sure that you have everything that you need. What does it mean when you sow in the kingdom of God is one of the greatest principles of your life. Sowing the seed of faith. Giving God that which you not only sacrifice, but that also that he deserves from the things that he's before, from what he have blessed you with. If we give something, we can receive something in return. That's what it means to plant. See, when you plant, some of y'all will grow gardens. You can't plant corn and not expect to receive corn. You can't plant, put down a tomato plant and expect nothing. When you plant and you sow, something is going to harvest from what you sow. You gave God your $5, you might be able to expect 50. Don't be looking for a million because you ain't going to get it. God says, I'm going to give you according to how you've given. Put your $3 in there, you get nine back. I should say, I'm going to give you what you gave me. God, God sees what you do. He reads your mind. He knows your heart. And you, and sometimes y'all be doing and getting ready to give, and God said, you know that ain't right. No, you need to give more. You know you ain't right. So yeah, what that scripture says, will a man rob God? In tithes and in offerings. God speaks to you all, and he said, put this in the church. I have my offering ready, and God said, put that in. You got to put more in. God said, put more in. You put more in. Then I go back sometime, and I look at him and figure up the numbers. God Almighty, that's three times what I was supposed to give. Praise God, I'm able to do it. Amen. Praise God, I'm able to do it. So if you want to live on the dime, live on the dime. God said, give of your abundance. Sometimes we can give more than 10%. That's when the ministry may need what you are trying to, what you're giving. They may have a need for that. But if you're stingy and holding on to it, and then when the church is being blessed, you're saying, Lord, look at what we're doing over here. You ain't gave but three dollars. What you talking about? <laughs> truth, truth. That's the truth. God says, give as I have blessed you be a blessing. Don't worry about how your ends go meet. The doors will open. Sometimes God will bless you. You'll be having, maybe having a project done on the house. And God may cut the price 25%. That's a blessing. Yes. You may have something being done on the car, and God may speak to the person and say, no charge. Right. So you, you look at blessings monetarily all the time, but God blesses us in many ways, in our health, in our activities, in the things that we do. He makes us successful as we go from day to day. He carries us and brings us safely. Those are all the blessings and the abundance of what God is giving and doing in our life because we what? Give back into the kingdom. Luke tells us in the 6th chapter and the 38th verse these words. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over will men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure ye made it shall be made it and measured unto you again. The same measure you measure will be made it unto you again. What you give is what you're going to give. What you sow is what you're going to give. So if you want to sow stingy, then you walk around and you see everybody blessed. 
from. Lord, I don't understand how they're walking around like that. I just can't figure it out. Well, go back and read Malachi chapter 3 again. Verses 8, 9, and 10. And it'll tell you exactly where the error is, and you can correct that. Is God going to send you to hell because you don't give? No, he ain't going to send you to hell because you don't give. Because it's the blood of Christ that paid for your sins. Not, not what you do in, the, in giving. But what God wants you to do through giving is receive the blessings that he has for you. See, sometimes you're holding up the kingdom because you're trying to be stingy and not wanting to do it. I don't know why God keeps me on this message today. I'm trying to get through it. But it's for somebody to hear. Me first, because every message I preach is for me first. And then for the rest of the congregation. Bishop, you ain't giving. Get yourself together. Give in the church of God. It's a poor pastor that will not support the ministry that he pastors. See, I'm not just the pastor. I'm also a member. And I have an interest in what goes on in this church. So if you don't have an interest other than getting your salary, you got a serious problem. And then you won't even give God 10% of that. Yes, yes. God looking at you like, you little creep, you just wait till you get here. I got something for you. <laughs> See, he can hold ministers accountable. Oh, you're accountable for your stewardship. But God give us something. He want us to be good stewards of what he give us. Not to waste it and throw it away. Sometimes people come to you and you can read the lies on them before they even open their mouth. What he needed for. Yeah, mm hmm. Holy Spirit said, and move on. Because the Lord will tell you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. God will speak to you and tell you, don't do things. People come to you and there have been 39 other places. Sometimes that phone in there ring and the, and the Lord will speak to me and he'll say, just delete it. And sometimes I go in the office and tell them, Bishop, I deleted it. <laughs> Holy Spirit say, delete it. And then sometimes the Lord will speak to me and he'll say, help that person. He'll speak to my heart and he'll say, help them. No matter what they're dealing with, no matter what they're going through, reach out and help them. And I'll reach out and help them. I'll tell the secretary and tell the clerk, let's look into this matter and see what we can do to help this person. But if God don't tell me to help you, oh well. You're on your own. You haven't given enough in the abundance of giving. You haven't done what you're supposed to do. But see, if you're a member of this congregation, we're going to help you. I don't care what the issue is. Because you're a part of the flock of St. John's Baptist Church, or you're a part of this community. We will reach out to the community because God's going to bless the ministry when we reach out and help you. And that's why, that's what it's for. The storehouse, so that we can be a blessing. People hungry, they can go back there in that pantry and get food. You are a blessing to the church when you bring food and stick it in that pantry. Yes, yes. Now, I don't care. If I need a can of something that's back there that I ain't got it at the house, I'll take it and eat it myself. I ain't above it. Lord, I need some green beans to go with whatever I got. I'm going to cook at the house or whatever I picked up. I ain't got no green beans. I grab a can out the kitchen and out the pantry. That's for everybody, not just for people out on the street that don't have. They got, that, they got it all wrong. It's for everybody that need it. And God said, I want you to be blessed. Guess what? So you don't even have to need it. Yes. All you have to do is just say, Father, and God opened the door and sent it to you. That lady was sitting in her house. The story told her and her son. They didn't have anything to eat. And they were wondering where they were going to get the next meal from. They were just sitting there and praying and seeking God, and the lights were turned off. All they had to light the kitchen was candles, and they lit the kitchen with candles. And they sat there and then. The mother got up and she went and fixed the table and prepared 
the table as though they were getting ready to eat. And they sat there and they gave and had their prayer and they fellowship with God and gave him praise and gave him thanks. And in the process of all of this being done, there was a knock at the door. And, and, and when the lady opened the door, the man said, is this such and such a person and such and such a residence? And she said, yes, sir, it is. And he said, the Lord spoke to me and told me to bring these groceries by. And the Lord had given them bags of groceries to meet the need of the hunger. They had no idea where the next meal was going to come from. But God blessed somebody to go to their door and be a blessing unto them. Why? Because somewhere along the line, this woman had been a blessing to somebody else. And God did not forget that. And when she came to that point to where she needed it, he provided it for her. That's how we have to be now. We have to remember that when God bless us, he says, take what I've given you and use it for my glory. Share it with somebody that have a need. It's like this lady did. And she was grateful and thanked the man for the blessing that God had given her, which is more than enough for several days uh, uh, to feed her family. And that's what God is saying to us. We can't be stingy. We can't forget what God has done, but we have to go forward and do the things that bring glory and honor and praise unto him. Let's wrap this up. He tells us we have to be careful, careful with the different types of places we go and the things we do and what we do with the resources he gives unto us. He wants us to use the resources to bring glory and praise unto him. That's what's going to make us prosper. He said, commit our ways. Commit our ways unto the Lord and he will establish our plans. Whatever it is we're asking God to do in Proverbs, he tells us there in, in the 16th chapter and the third verse to uh, commit it to him and let him do the work. Be good stewards of whatever God has already entrusted unto you. God has given us things, but are we good stewards over what he's given us? Luke tells us in 16, 10 and 11 these words. Whoever can be trusted with little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is trusted or dishonest with little, God says you're dishonored with much. But he says with God wants to trust us with the true treasure, the true, uh, the true riches that he has for each and every one of us. As we trust him and look to him and depend upon him. He will continue to prosper you in 2023. He will continue to make a way for you. The world is wondering why the church is blessed. Why the body of Christ is moving forward in the things of God. Why we have what we need and we can reach out to those that don't have it and give it to them. Because we what? We sow into God's kingdom. Yes, yes. See, when you sow into the kingdom, you're going to get back. Remember the story of the sower. The story of the sower. He went out and he sold seed. He put some 20, some 60, some 30, some 100 fold. And, and the weeds grew up around some of them. Some of them were choked out. Some of them the sun scorched and burned up. But the 100 fold, that, that was planted in good soil. Not only do you sow, but you got to sow in good soil. You can't be given to these people with these uh, phony stuff on these TV programs. But you got to give into the local store. I said, bring it into the storehouse. The storehouse is where you live. I don't live in Texas. I don't need to be sowing in Texas. The people out there can sow in Texas. I'm right here in North Carolina. I need to be sowing in the good soils of North Carolina. 
places where I know that my money is being put to good use, that people are being helped, people are being uh, taken care of, the ministry is growing, the ministry is flourishing financially and physically. That's what God wants us to do. I pray that God will prosper you in 2023. Whatever you need, I pray that God give it to you a hundredfold. You have so much, you have to give it away. That's my prayer for you, that God will prosper you, that God will move you forward. Finally, he tells us in Deuteronomy 8.18, he says, Remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the ability to produce wealth, to confirm his covenant, which he sweared unto your ancestors, as it is this day. God said, just like I told Abraham, I'm going to bless him. He said, I'm going to bless you with abundance so that you can do the same thing. And that is to what? Make sure that the covenant of God is taken care of. Make sure that the gospel reaches those that are lost. Make sure that we're able to do those things that grow and increase the body of Christ. Everything we do, we must do it for the glory of God, for the praise of God, for the worship of God. To encourage, inspire, uplift God's people that they too know God has not forgotten about them. That he's making a way for them in the desert, sometimes in the desert, sometimes in the valley. But hold your head up high and keep pressing on. Keep trusting God and believe his word because the word of God will stand when everything else fails. Many of us look at the person of God, but God says my person is who I am, but my word is more powerful. The word has more powerful because it has and carries all of what God stands for and all that he is. When he speaks his word, it goes forth and it accomplishes that for which he has sent it. Nothing can retract God's word when he releases it. And if he pours favor into your life and pours blessings into your life, there's nobody on this planet can stop it. Because you say, Satan, I resist you in the name of Christ Yeshua. Get away from me. See, you gotta speak to you gotta speak to God's blessing. You gotta speak the blessings of God over your life. You've got to say, Lord, I know it is your will that this manifests. And I rebuke the devil, I bind the prince of the air and all of the powers of demonic forces that's standing against the abundance of God flowing in my life. You gotta pray those prayers. You gotta pray and ask, you gotta ask for what you want. Don't be looking at the problem. Oh no, I'm so broke. I don't know what to do. But you keep calling it forth. You say what you have, then you have what you say. You got to speak life to it. Father, I'm coming out of this mess. I don't know what's going on, but I'm trusting you for financial abundance. I'm trusting you for financial freedom. I am liberated. I have all that I need. I'm going to places that you said I can go in Christ. I'm doing the things that you said I can do in Christ. I am above. I'm not beneath. I'm the first. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm blessed going. I'm blessed coming in the city, out of the city, in my home, out of my home. I sow and I receive the abundance of Christ in my life because he is what? Lord and Savior of my life. And he provides me whatever I need. Give him praise in this place. God says, bless him and give him praise. He will continue to pour the blessings of the kingdom into your life. Don't let people rob you of God. As soon as you get paid, here comes some devil trying to borrow the money of the Lord. I need you. You're going to be needing. Because God is first. He has come off the top, and then we take the rest of the resources and do what needs to be done for us first. Give God first and take care of yourself. Bless yourself. You need to bless. Sometimes you need to be a blessing to yourself. Go out and buy yourself something sometimes. Do something for yourself. Every time I get paid, I go out and buy me a steak. I sure do. 
Every time I get paid, the first thing I do after I take out the Lord's money is I go and buy me a ribeye dinner. Go home, kick off my shoes, sit back, and reward myself for working. But you gotta take, you gotta look out for number one. See, I tell you, y'all, y'all need to, y'all. Some of y'all think y'all know me. Y'all don't know me. Y'all, y'all just think you know me. Y'all got an idea. But see, when God blesses you, you have to be a blessing. Sometimes the guys walk in my office and there's stuff in my office. And before I even touch it or eat it, I offer it to them. They'll tell you. I say, have one. No, 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 no. I mean, I, have to, I like to give first. I like to give before I partake of it. And the reason I do that is because I want to be a blessing. Somebody blessed me with it. So I want to be a blessing to others. So take one. Eat it. Y'all don't have to tell Jackie you ate it, but eat it. <laughs> but the reality is, she's a blessing to us. She's a blessing to this ministry. All of you are a blessing to this ministry whenever you come in and you do the things that you do that makes it easier for me. I, I remember I used to have to do everything. But God blesses this ministry. I come in and I don't have to do is the things that I used to have to do. Every now and then I'll take a broom and go out there and sweep a rake or do something. But the reality is God has blessed us with a ministry where there's love, where there's support, where there's help, where the people are enjoy doing what they do for the Lord. Yes. We come together and have fellowship and ain't no fighting and cursing and carrying on. But we do the things that bring glory and honor and praise to God's name. And that's what God wants for the house of God. He wants the people of God to get along, to love one another and get along. Let's end, end, end this. Christ, our Savior, gave himself that we all may prosper, be in him, even as we prosper in the word of God. He said, I wish you all things that you may prosper in him, even as you prosper. What are you saying? When you read the word of God and trust him, the word of God is going to bring life unto you. And that life is going to give you health and strength. It's going to carry you forward in the things of God. He said, that's why he went to the cross, for your salvation. To redeem you from the sinner, the sinner, the, the, the state of sin. That you may come into a righteousness with him. He said, I'm giving it all for you. He became what? Destitute that you may be rich. If your riches is good health, you're rich. If your riches is peace of mind, you're rich. If your riches is, 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 is soundness and having a sound mind, he said, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and what? A sound mind. If you got that, you're rich, you're wealthy. Whatever God has blessed you with, that is the blessing from God. Whatever God has favored you with, that is God favored you. But sometimes people can't handle resources, so God ain't going to give them to you. God gave me $30 million. Y'all be looking for me next week. <laughs> Because they know, Bishop. You get that money, you ain't going to preach no more. You're going to be gone somewhere. Might have a satellite program, but ain't nobody going to see your face. Y'all already know that. Said, Lord, just give me one minute. No. Because I need you what? In the service of the kingdom. I need you to do what brings glory and praise to my name. And see, the Lord know what he can bless you with. God can't bless some of us with $1,000 a month. Because we'll, we'll squander it, throw it away. I got somebody that I deal with on a regular basis that squanders their money. I'll be going like, give into the kingdom of God and let it continue to grow. Let it continue to manifest. 
Keep being a blessing and God will continue to bless you. As the Savior gave his life for us, so must we sacrifice and give into God's kingdom. Be a cheerful giver. Give from your heart and give out of the humbleness and the abundance of what God has given you. And God will continue to see everything you need. You won't go liking anything because God's going to meet your needs. Whatever you need, God's got it. Love, joy, peace, hope, salvation, security, whatever you need, God has it. Faith, whatever you need, resources, God has it. So give unto him and let him pour it back into your life and build you up and move forward. May God bless you this morning. Let us thank the word of prayer. Father, we come this morning to bless you, to praise you, to worship you. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this message, Father. We just give you glory and honor and praise and we magnify your holy and righteous name. We ask you now to pour these words into the heart of every listener. Minister to whatever it is they need and meet their needs. Father, help us to be cheerful givers back into the kingdom that we may go forth and prosper, even as your word says. I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. We ask, Lord God, that you just continue to keep your word in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. Let it be present with us and let us grow in the blessings and in all of the things that you have for us. We pray now you're covering over this congregation. We ask now in 2023 that you prosper this church and every member. Touch everyone under the sound of my voice. Bless them. Bless their households and prosper them in 2023. Let the devil be defeated and destroyed and cast out of their lives. And loose your glorious power. Loose your resources, Lord. Bless them as they go. Let them be favored, Lord God, on their jobs. And let them receive promotions and increases in their incomes and in their salaries. Bless this ministry of St. John's Baptist Church. Lord God, we pray for our families and our parents and ask you to just bless them too, Father. We just pray right now for the body of Christ. Let your blessings flow into their lives. Let your riches cover us all in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. And we thank you for it. Let all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Our theme today who is the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? From the book of Acts chapter 2, let's look at the first few verses. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there was appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were devout, dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noticed abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Father, this morning we come to give you praise and glory for another day. We thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. We welcome you now to teach us 
Lead and guide us according to your will and your purpose for this ministry. We pray now for everyone under the sound of my voice that we would all hear, receive, and apply these principles of your word to our lives that we may be better people seeking those that are lost for the kingdom of God. We praise you now. We bless you. We thank you in Christ Jesus' mighty name. And for his name's sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. We find Luke, as he records in this particular book of Acts, the response to Christ's word that he told the church prior, the disciples, prior to going to be with the Father in heaven, that he reminded them that they were to go into the upper room and when they get in the upper room, that they would receive the power or the presence of God in the Holy Spirit. At that time, they called it the Holy Ghost. The Word of God tells us and shares with us that in chapter 2, the event actually takes place and happens to the body uh, of believers there. It says, and when they, the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord and suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. So we have to remember that the word in the pneuma is the word spirit. The word wind, the air, is the Holy Spirit, is the power, the unction of the living God. The Bible tells us and shows us that the spirit is the divine force, the quality, and the influence of God over the universe and for every believer in Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is the intermediary between God and man, the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit do for you and I? How do we learn to apply and live by the principles of God given to us by the Holy Spirit? Let's look at this chapter this morning and see what the Word of God has to say for each and every one of us. Writer tells us, and suddenly there came from heaven a, 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 as of a rushing mighty wind, a sound, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and set upon each of them. The word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit came down. Yes. He ascended in that room where all of those apostles and over a hundred others were. And it filled all of them with God's presence. It is the power of God, the word of God, for each and every one of us to have the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit working within inside of us. The power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is what keeps us. It's what carries us. It's what, it's what protects us. It's what watches over us every single day of our lives. When we put God first and allow the power and the presence of the Spirit to come in, he comes in when we confess our sins and ask Christ to come into our homes. The Holy Spirit appears and comes into our heart at that time. And when he comes in, the Bible tells us and shares with us, he sups with us and he stays and lives inside of each and every one of us. He is addressed from the Hebrew grammatic word as masculine. Uh, if you look at Latin, it is, uh, it is uh, feminine. And then uh, others say it's neuter. But God himself is masculine. We find in the Hebrew, the word ruach means the breath, the air, the power of God. And pneuma, as I said, is the wind, the flow, the power of the force itself that God sends into the earth for each and every one of us. 
The scripture tells us in John 4, 24, that he who worshiped God must worship him in spirit. Numa in the Greek there. Or in truth and truth. He wants us to know that we have to worship him, but we need to know who he is in order to worship him. If we have no idea who the spirit of God is, we're in most trouble. Let's look at the seven characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Number one, he is wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to take the things that God given to us, the messages or the knowledge or the understanding and apply it in a way that it brings glory to the kingdom of God and the blessings of God in our lives and those that we deal with using God's wisdom. Not only is he wisdom, the Bible says that he is understanding. He is our counsel. He is our fortitude. He is the knowledge within us. He is piety for us. And most of all, he is the fear of God in each of our hearts. The Holy Spirit himself brings the fear of God for every one of us who put our faith and trust in God, our Lord and Savior, Christ, our Savior. He was sent from the Father after he went to the cross. Christ went back to the Father and he said there is a promise, confidence, that the Father is going to send into the earth. And that comforter is indeed the Holy Spirit. What does he do for us? He guides us in our decision making. He protects us from all evil and enemy attacks. He protects us physically and he protects us spiritually. Good case in point, you're going down the road and something happens that you're not expecting. And God covers you and protects you in the process. You get out and somebody holler, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go get yourself checked. So, well, I don't have any pain. I'm not in any pain. I'm not even in any agony. I don't even have a headache. Why would I want to go to the hospital? That's a witness of the Holy Spirit and how he will enfold you in a cocoon even when the enemy is trying to take you out. God will continue to watch over you and protect you from the enemy. Bible tells us and shares with us, we must keep our faith and trust in God and ask the Holy Spirit daily to cover us in our families and keep us all safe from all of the attacks that the enemy would bring to us. Let's go a little bit further with this. He guides our decision. He protects us from evil and, and enemy attacks and all danger. And he comforts us doing trials and sorrows. When you're going through and someone's Passed away and you've got to go through that experience. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. He is your comforter. He is the one that watches over, keeps, and protects you even during that time. The Bible tells us and tells and shares us with us that he helps us to keep the laws and the commandments of God. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all spiritual truths. What else does he do for us? He helps us to focus on the purpose that God has created and made us for. Each of us have a purpose in life. And do we know what that purpose is? And are we focusing our attention on what God is asking us to do? Or how he's trying to lead and guide us? So he spoke to every one of your hearts this morning. He said, get up and go to church. You didn't know the Holy Spirit said, get up and go to church. You just said, you know, I think I'm going to go to church today. And you got up and got your clothes on and you came. Some of you say, I think I'm going to church. I'm going to take them grandbabies with me this morning. And there you sit, you and the grandbabies in church this morning. The Holy Spirit ministers to us how we ought to live and how we ought to apply the principles of God's word in our lives. That we too will feel his presence. 
we too will know what he is trying to do in our lives. Sometimes things become so unbearable for us. Our experiences are so hard, the more we try, it seems like the harder it gets. But God said, you have got to stop trying and give it to me. You got to let the Holy Spirit have it. Because as long as you mess with it, it ain't going to work out. But as soon as you let it go, as soon as you stop trying to force it the way you want it to go, trying to fix it the way you want to fix it, let it go and let the Holy Spirit do it for you. Say, Father, help me. Holy Spirit, move on my behalf. I surrender everything and give it all to you. And when you surrender and give it to him, guess what happens? He will work it out. You said up there trying to figure it out? He tried to work it out. You fighting and fussing with people and arguing and yelling with people. And the Holy Spirit said, just be quiet and hold your peace. I got you. I'm with you. I see what you're going through. I see what you're dealing with. Just hold your peace. And if you hold your peace, I will fight your battle. And give you the victory. See, Jeremiah understood what that was. He, 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 he had the Holy Spirit within him. And when he had the Holy Spirit within him, Jeremiah says, it, it feels like fire shut up in my bones. Imagine the power and the presence of God feeling like fire inside of you. Jeremiah said, it's, it's like a wheel in the middle of the wheel and it keeps turning and turning and turning and turning. It gets warmer and warmer in the presence but the power is stronger and stronger. The Holy Spirit the one who is with you at all times. Amos tells us in the word in the third chapter in the seventh verse. Surely the Lord will do nothing. But he revealeth his secret unto his servants. The prophets. What is the secret? His word. The word of God that comes forth to the prophets. So that we will understand what God is trying to say to us and through us. He speaks this word through us. He tells us that we are his own. In King, 2 Kings, the 17th chapter and verse number 3, we find these words. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seals, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and statutes according to all the law which I sent to you by my servants the prophets. God spoke to Israel and said, Look, you're messing up. Get it together. Sometimes in life we mess up and we have to get it together. Sometimes in life we fall short, but we can still get it together. God told Israel, he told those prophets, you go tell my children, get it together. The reason that we're having so much difficulty in America and in our communities is because we need to get it together. We need to get back to what God has called us to do and to be doing those things that bring glory and praise to God. My prayer is that God will touch every single youth that God will transform their lives and that he would give them doors of open opportunities and bless them and they would be running to the house of God to give him praise and glory in 2023. That's our prayer. That's what we should be praying for. That's what we should be seeking God for, to move on our behalf for our children, grandchildren and great-grands and great-great-grands, however many they are, five, six generations of them. We ought to keep them covered in prayer and say, Lord, my babies are out in the street or they're wherever they are, but I want you to cover them for my sake. And see, God, see, the parents pray sometimes covering the children. They don't even realize it. 
They go somewhere and should have been taken out. But mama was somewhere praying. The Lord spoke to her and said, pray for your child. And she started praying. And God covered them through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and tell you how to respond to the things that's happening in your life. Or the things that's going on around you. We got people that's in the congregation sick. And we got members that's running hard as they can from one place to the other to keep up with these people. To let them know that the ministry is praying for them. To let them know that they care for them even as their loved ones. And that's what God, that's what ministry is all about. Is when somebody needs you, are you available to be there? See, that's how the Holy Spirit works. He said, get up and go. May not feel like it. May not even want to do it. But I just, Lord, I just, no, 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 go because I need you to do this. See, when God gives you a task, that's for you to do. When God speaks to your heart, that's for you, not nobody else. It's for you. Somebody, the Lord give you a message sometimes. You know, the Lord told me to tell you. No, he didn't tell you to tell nobody that that was for you. <laughs> the Lord ain't going to speak to you for somebody else. He know where they are. He know exactly where the person he needs to speak to. When God speaks to you, he's talking to you. He ain't talking to nobody else. If he needs to speak to Bishop, well, Bishop, you sit down, I want to talk to you. He ain't going to go tell you, Bishop. Go tell Bishop. No, he's going to tell Bishop. He might tell you to come, but whenever you come, it's going to be confirmation that he's already spoken to me. It ain't going to be something that, oh, that's, a, that's, oh, that's, God ain't going to never do nothing that's not according to his word. He said, what? Let the witness be sanctified and let the witness be certified by his word. He said, let the spirit, what? Try the spirit of God. And the spirit tries the spirit by the word of God. And what God says in his word. And what God teaches in his word. Let's look at some more of this verse in Acts chapter 2. It says in verse number 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. It wasn't no jibber-jabber. It was other languages of over 12 different nations that had gathered there. All of these different nations were there. And they began to hear these people speak in their own languages. It wasn't, it wasn't like some of these people teach you to speak in tongues and all. No, it wasn't that. It was God spoke through them and the people heard what God was saying to the people that spoke because it was in the language of those individuals that needed to get those messages. And they was running around there talking about it was 9 o'clock in the morning. How can they be drunk so early in the morning? It's too early for people to be drunk. And the man of God said, they're not drunk. That's the Holy Spirit talking through them. That's the power of God and the presence of God ministering through them. They are fine, son. Don't worry about it. This is the work of God. Let him handle it. Let him do what he needs to do for his people. See, God wants to work in your life. And you can sometimes be hindering the work of God. He could be manifesting miraculous miracles in your life. But you let the devil, who he's using... To get to you to stop the blessing from flowing. God says, I want to bless you in 2023. I want to prosper you. But you need to break ties. It's people you around that's hindering the blessings of God in your life. Because every time you want to act for God, they say something negative. Or they tell you, wait, don't do that yet. Let's just wait and see what happens. No, don't be waiting. Tomorrow's not ours. All you got is this very moment unless God gives you another one. If, he don't, if you don't want, if you don't respond to God now, don't put it on nobody else because God ain't going to hold nobody accountable for what you need to be doing. Lord, I would have done it, but that brother of mine, that sister of mine, 
that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that cousin. Y'all gonna say, I don't wanna hear that. I didn't tell them, I told you. Now that's how the Holy Spirit, he will come and speak to you sometimes. God will call your name so audibly you think somebody in the house calling you. He'll call your name. Bam! Oh! You're living daylight out of you. You hear it so plainly. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. He'll send the angels to talk to you. But you have to know who he is and how he operates. Yes. Bible tells us in the word of God that God, not only does he talk to us, but he also uses visions. The scripture tells us in the Romans 12 and 6, and he said, hear now the words, if there be prophets among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto them in visions. Remember he told Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain. He said, I'll speak to them in visions. And he said, and I will speak to them in dreams. Remember, he went to Joseph in a dream. Joseph, take Mary for your wife and don't worry about what nobody else said because I'm the one that's working the miracle in her life. It has nothing to do with nobody else. God spoke to him in a dream. God spoke to Daniel in dreams. And he, and he, was, able, uh, he was able to go and interpret uh, 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 the dreams of Melchizedek and the dreams of Nebuchadnezzar. He would go and, 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 and tell those dreams and give them the uh, prophecies or the word of God or uh, witness to them about the dreams and tell them what's going on in their dreams. He tells us that God speaks through his voice. In Acts the 8th chapter and the 29th verse, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. The eunuch was sitting there reading the scripture, studying the book of Isaiah. And, 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 and Philip didn't know what was going on. And God spoke directly to him and said, go, join you. The Holy Spirit said, go join yourself to that chariot. And Philip went over there and the eunuch was sitting up on the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. And he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how do I understand unless I have somebody to tell me? And he sat there. And the man taught him the word of God. But he had to hear the word from the Holy Spirit to say, go join yourself to that chariot. God will speak to you audibly. People say, God don't talk no more. You got to read the Bible. God will speak to you. He'll tell you to turn right. When you should have turned right, you turned left and got yourself in trouble. He'll tell you, don't go to so-and-so's house. And you go over there and the next thing you know, there's a big fight blowing up and everybody trying to fight and tear up something. He'll say, keep yourself at home. Don't go out the house today. You go out the house today, and the next thing you know, something bad doesn't happen. God said, I, I told you. He'll protect you while you're out there. But he said, I'm trying to stop you from even having to be in the environment. And sometimes you need to turn loose those bad environments. Bad company corrupt good manners. Don't forget that. You hang around the bad people. After you don't cuss, after a while you'll be cussing like a sailor. Because the what? Birds of a feather do what? Flock together. So I got to go to church and repent for all this cussing I done done all week. Hanging around you. Holy Spirit say, go home, go home, go home, go home. All of us are guilty. Don't look, don't look at your neighbor. Just look down at the poor and say, I'm guilty, Lord. All of us, there is none without sin, the Bible says. No, not one. Nobody can't look up on, look, 
up over their head, over their nose at you. No, we all got stuff we're working on asking God to help us with. The Holy Spirit has to come and clean us up every time. He, some of us, he has to come and take a bar of soap and wash our mouth out. Lord, come here, let me clean you up. Filthiness out of your mouth. And God says, get it together and straighten up. The Holy Spirit is trying to work on us, and we ducking and dodging. See, he can be grieved. We can lie to the Holy Spirit. We can do all these things. To the, you know, we can resist him. He's trying to operate in our lives. And the word says we can resist the Holy Spirit. And he's trying to be a blessing to us. And we're sitting up there messing it up. God said, don't mess it up. Let it go forth. Let it manifest. Let it come through. The voice of God spoke to Philip and said, go sit down and learn the word of God. Then he tells us, and goes on and says, that, that not only those things, but he tells us. The Holy Spirit will fill us with the power and the presence of Almighty God. He will do that for us. But the problem with the body of Christ is that they don't want to be still. Sometimes you have to be still. He said, wait and let him minister to your heart. Sometimes we pray and we are so eager to get what we got to say out. We don't have time to be still long enough to listen to the answer. God will answer you if you will just be still. You ever just prayed and just lay there or sit there and just meditate? Don't say anything. Just don't move. Just sit there and wait on the Lord to respond to what you prayed about. Or he may say, open your Bible and read this passage. Open your Bible and look at these verses. And the thing that you're praying and seeking him about, guess what he do? He will manifest it right there in your presence if you stay. Sometimes it takes forever because you won't be still for him to ask you. It's kind of like a little child running through the house and you're trying to catch him to give him a goodie and he thinks it's a bad medicine or something. And you're trying to give him a He's running all over. That's how some of us are with the Holy Spirit. We're just like children running all over the place and he can't keep us put uh, in one place or stay stable enough so he can bless us. God trying to bless you and you ride right past the blessing. Lord have mercy. So I was going to give that to you, but you didn't want it. You just kept on going down the road. But God said to us, let the power and the presence of God through the Holy Spirit fill you up. See, he will fill you. And, and there'll be so much power, it will run over. Y'all remember? The man of God by the name of Samson. Samson was a powerful man of God. The power of God, the spirit of God rested upon him. And not only did it rest upon him, it gave him power to defeat everyone that came up against him. The Bible says he took the jawbone of a donkey and slew 1,000 people. Why? Because when they came up against him, the power and the presence of God would come upon him. The Holy Spirit would release the anointing upon him and he had the power to take out anybody in his area. Anybody that came up against him, he had power to overcome them. Simply because... He trusted God and God released the spirit upon his life. Sometimes the power of God and the presence of God will be so strong on you, people can't even come close to you. They'll wonder, what the, why can't I get near you? Hey, how you doing? They'll speak to you from a distance and keep going. Because they can feel the power and the presence of God on your life. That's the Holy Spirit. He come, Remember, he came upon the Savior in the form of what? A dove. But he empowered Christ to heal the sick to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to feed multitudes of people, to speak to storms and calm seas. 
He did all of those things through the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's God, he's the Savior, and he's also the Holy Spirit. God is just one person. People try to make him in all these different people. But he has different offices that he operate in, in the presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we go to God, we are drawn to him by the Holy Spirit. The ministers speak the word, but the Holy Spirit grips you in the collar and says, get yourself together, get your life right, straighten up and go down and give your life to Christ. See, that's the Holy Spirit. See, he's the one that worked on you and you get to the place where you can't hardly move, you can't breathe, you can't do nothing. After a while you say, okay, I give up, I yield, I give up. And you come down to the front and you give your life to Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. What is he trying to do? He's trying to save you from dying and going to a burning hell. Your mamas and your daddies and your grandmas and your great grandmas, all those prayers that have been prayed for your salvation, you ain't going to get out of that because you already been covered. See, those that haven't and didn't have that, the devil comes in, steals, kills, and destroys in their lives. But when you've got praying parents and grandma and great grandma and people that's praying for you and keeping you under the covering of the word of God and under the covering of prayer, God will watch over your life till you make that decision yourself. And when you make that decision, God will do it for you. You have to keep your faith and trust in God. He said, walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't let the devil fool you. It says, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were in dwelling in Jerusalem and in Judea devout men out of every nation under the heaven. So this word came through the power of the Holy Spirit. When those cloven tongues landed upon those uh, apostles and all those people that were there at that time, the Bible says that they began to speak and people could understand what they're saying. Somebody could interpret what they were saying and say, listen, that's the language of our nation. That's the language of our nation. They do. But God was simply saying the Holy Spirit is the one that we have to rely upon. We have to call upon him because the Bible says that we don't even know how to pray as we ought in the book of Romans 8 chapter. But it is the spirit that makes intercession for us according unto the word of God. He knows better than we do. What we need to be praying about. We praying and ain't got no idea. We on the wrong side of town praying. And we need to be over here. And the Holy Spirit takes and says, let's go over here this time. Let's go this way with this prayer. Because he know how to pray for us. He prays for God prays for us. The Bible tells us, tells us in the book of John. We were studying John last, last earlier this month. And the Bible tells us in the word of God that Christ himself prayed for us. Well, Bishop, how did he pray for us? We weren't even here yet. He prayed for us before we got here. He said, I've not only prayed for these, but I pray for those that will believe as a result of their witness. That's why we have to keep witnessing about the goodness of God and telling about the life of Christ to all of those that need to hear God as Lord and Savior in, in their lives. The Bible tells us in Chester, and I'm going to wrap this up. No matter what you are experiencing, no matter what you're going through, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. You need Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. And when you put Christ in the center and forefront, no matter what you are experiencing, he will fill you with the presence of his spirit and his presence will go with you. And no matter who come up against you, you will always walk away with victory. Always. Those people fought like the devil uh, a couple weeks ago trying to fix my car. And I kept saying, the devil is a liar. That's all I would say. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Finally, my insurance company called me and said, Mr. Spates, we're going to toll it. 
I said, thank you. That's all I needed you to say. I went out the next day and bought me another car. <laughs> it took him almost a month to say those words and he don't told me. But you have to keep your faith in trust and say, Lord, I give it to you. you. You can fight the battle, but you're going to lose. Give it to the Lord and guess what he's going to say? You knucklehead, this is what you're going to do and that's what they do. See, you are a child of, you're royalty for God's sake. Y'all heard that on the coming, uh, coming to America, I'm sure you have. But it's true. We are the royal seed of the Most High. We are priests and priestesses. And the, everything belongs to us. We just have to what? Believe God and receive. When God says, you ask God for something, all you got to do is believe it. That's right. If you ask him for something, it's according to his will and his word. All you have to do is believe he will do it. That's all you got to do. He says, if you, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth, to her that believeth, all things. There's nothing impossible with God. It, look, it might look difficult for you, might look hard for you, but there's nothing impossible with God. May God bless you this morning. May heaven smile upon you. And remember, keep the Holy Spirit foremost, first. In your life. No, ask him to guide you. Ask him to lead you. Ask him to direct your path. Ask him to keep you covered. And he will do it. All you got to do is pray, ask him, and believe. Let us pray. Father, we bless you this morning. We give you praise and glory. We thank you for the stand for this hour. We thank you for this message, Lord God. We just ask you to let it accomplish that for which thou hast sent it. We give you praise and glory this day and this hour. And we thank you for this assembly of your people that have gathered here today to hear thy holy and righteous word. Be with us now. Protect us and watch over us. Keep us all safe from enemy and evil attacks. We decree and declare it by faith and ask it in your holy and righteous name. And let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. We'll open the doors of the church.